Welcome back tonight, Dylan Holiday. What a blast from the past. What's going on, gentlemen? Nothing much. Hopefully my audio is better. Oh, now it sounds actually really good. Fantastic. Good I, to hear. I don't know what you did, but it sounds good now. And we welcome in the chat. We got Bill. He goes, love that music. Sound, sounds so much like Pink Floyd. It does, Bill. And believe me, uh -huh. I have fought with Facebook before because they think it was Pink Floyd and it's not. So, yeah, I won that battle. And uh, we got Landon Wells on. Landon, man, welcome on tonight, buddy. Evening, boys. I finally get to catch a show live. Yes, you do. And then we got Hi, Darren. Darren Wedlock, the man with the sexiest voice on podcast and internet. How you doing, brother? All the way from New Zealand. And, you know, guys, it's great to have everybody on tonight. You know, it, it, this is just really cool. And uh, we decided we'd bring uh, Dylan out of the closet because uh, everybody knows he's been wanting to get out of there for a while. And so uh, we dusted him <laughs> off and kicked him out. And Can I just say that I was very efficient tonight? <laughs> because, Eddie, when did you send me the link to join? Oh, just before the show. And what did oh, I yeah. respond with? Do you need me? Oh shit! Do you That's need how quick me? It was. <laughs> yeah. Do good. you need me? Good. Hi, Dylan. Howdy there, sir. So, <laughs> our other host, <clears throat> James Toops, is on his flight back from his great adventure. It's kind of like Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure. Only this was uh, James Toops' uh, most excellent adventure here, and. Uh, yeah, he was over at uh, Bobby Mackey's Lucky Bastage and also over at uh, uh, the uh, Insane Asylum. Uh, what was it? Uh, Waverly. Yeah, Waverly Hills Insane Asylum. Yes. Another lucky place to go. But uh, we're going to be looking forward to hearing back from him and listening to what he has to say whenever he makes it back in one piece, we hope. And uh, Danielle, also we miss you on here because you are actually his better side his 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 way better side you know we we'd like to see you on here and commenting and uh everything so yeah so you know we decided we're gonna leave open topic tonight because dylan's on here tonight with us and i don't know what you got in front of your uh video camera there dylan but it's like cutting off your right eyeball you know yeah. it's like we can't see your face something's like in the way got a visor yeah it looks like a something? car visor 
no, I don't have a visor. I don't know what y'all are talking about. There's something right in front of the camera lens. I don't know what it is. It looks like a piece of paper or something hanging over the edge. But it's blocking mm. you, definitely. Not, not on my and, screen, but I can back out and join back up. And, and it, no, it's it's like a... Um, I, it's literally covering screen, your... Now you just you moved right out there. of the way. Yeah, we can see better. Now. Yeah, yeah. You got to move over to your now. left a little bit more because it was like cutting off your right eyeball. Well, now mm -hmm. I'm black for me. Okay, there we go. Now I'm good. Am I good now? Uh, now you're frozen. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's great. We'll roll with it. We'll <laughs> roll with it. I will get this fixed as quickly as possible, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, I apologize. So anyway, everybody, I think you all saw that we posted on here for next on on the first. That Saturday, which is May 1st, we're going to have a special guest on here who is a Bigfoot hunter, and he's also had an encounter with a Bigfoot. Not too many people can say that, but this is going to be really interesting. Um, he, he uh, very adamant, he's uh, ex-military, uh, very believable in his stories, and, and I'm here to tell you he's got a very lengthy and, and impressive resume. So we're looking forward to having him on the show uh, on the 1st. Um. So uh, Lana says, "Way to mess it up there, Dylan." Well, you know, Landon, I haven't been on. I haven't been on the air in months. Maybe if my co-host would uh, work with me a little bit, I wouldn't be so rusty. <laughs> so yeah, so we're we're trying to dust him off and get him out of the closet tonight. So we decided we'd go open topic tonight. So we're going to talk a little bit about everything and talk about some prior shows that we've done. Um such as our famous mermaid show, our uh, Philadelphia experiment show. I should have known that's why you dragged me onto this show to you, talk about all my old research. You know, this was good stuff. So you are know? you uh, are you interviewing me or are we just openly discussing? This We're just like openly discussing. It's, it's not quite an interview, just an open discussion. Okay. Making yeah. sure. You know, fun stuff, you know, just, you know, paranormal talk, for, for instance. You know, uh, stuff that we've actually... Uh, gone out and we actually put in some elbow grease in to see how many people uh, believe in some of this stuff and surprisingly um quite a few actually believed in the mermaids which was really cool darren wedlock here in the chat says he can't wait for the guest you have next week and landon wells says a lot of things have changed for me boys it's time to rule again i could not be more excited landon you know we have some great shows planned and i'm so excited to get back to the grind but uh, Eddie's putting on a hat to match now. Um, but so uh, wh where do you want to start off them, Eddie, with mermaids? Let's start off with the mermaids. And uh, Rick, I don't know if you uh, caught this show way back in the day, but our mermaid show was pretty impressive. Dylan, you know, go ahead and bring it out of the closet like yourself and mm -hmm. uh, start off with the show and, and explain to Rick what all we did and, and how the show went and what we found. <laughs> So, Rick, were you? Were I have to ask, were you watching when we did the mermaid episode, or was that yeah, before you? Okay, yeah, I was watching. So, the origins of that episode was that we were doing some cryptids at that point in time, and each week I would ask Eddie, "What am I researching next week?" Very nice, Eddie. Each week I would ask Eddie, "What are we doing next week?" And Eddie said, "Well, hell, let's do mermaids." And I said, "Nah, Eddie." we can't do mermaids what the hell are you talking about and he said no no no. i'm telling you let's do mermaids do some research find some stories you'll you'll make it great and i said okay well let's get some uh inner uh let, let's get some some crowd uh you know let's get the crowd involved i said put up a poll ask them how many of them believe in mermaids 
So we put up a poll and like 60 something percent of the people who voted on the poll said they believe in mermaids. And there were, by the way, a lot of people that took part in this poll, way more than we anticipated. We anticipated getting a handful. And I was able to find three documented stories of people who saw mermaids. And what was interesting about all three documented stories is each documented story had a completely different description of what a mermaid was. One had the description of these beautiful women. Another had this description of these manatees. And another was like your succubus, something that seemed very inviting, but then turned out to be evil and it was really interesting just how interactive that episode turned out to be eddie would you agree with that oh god it was crazy the amount of people that actually viewed that went for it and said that we believe in mermaids far surpassed our our very uh, uh our our own thoughts of the whole thing i mean I, I, I kind of keep an open mind on things, folks. I like to think that mermaids may exist, but so many more people actually believe in them. I could not wrap my head around the, it. It was great. The, the thing was, is it was, our, it was our most viewed show at that time, and it might still be up there. I don't know how many views it now has. I haven't kept up, but it was our most viewed show at the time. And I remember... When we did it, we kind of did it as just a throwaway gag. We, we, we were going to do the serious investigation. We were going to do the serious research and, and, and put it out there as a serious show. But I don't think any of us expected for it to go over the way that it did. Rick, what do you remember about watching that episode? You know, you, you have us who each week come to you with paranormal events was it odd for you as a viewer to see mermaids as the topic of discussion it really was i was um actually you want to know the truth i was kind of dumbfounded because i thought where the hell did these guys come up with this topic (laughs) and actually i'm telling you i as the show went along and it kept going and kept going the chat was good the comments were good the content was good Everything was good about it because, like you said, I mean, there was a lot of people that actually actually believe. And there's uh, been a documentary now that's been done about mermaids that um, actually gives it even more potential of belief because it's been done with the U.S. Navy now. And that a lot of these things that are being seen off the coast of California, off the coast of uh, Italy and Sicily and all over the place like that, lends credence to what you guys were talking about. It's, you know, I'll tell you, it's really funny because, like I said, we, we didn't anticipate any of that. And it became a lot of people's favorite episode of our show. It became a lot of people's first episode of our show. A lot of fans that you guys have had since that episode have stuck around because they saw that episode and just haven't left. It's really incredible, you know, some of the topics that we came up with, some of the research that you ended up doing and what you found on that research, and then the debates that we had concerning those topics. We had a lot of different things that went on uh, with with these uh, topics that were kind of behind the scenes where we actually fought and argued about before we even went live because I'm believing it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dylan's like, no, man, this is not what I found, you know? Dylan. Go ahead, yes, Rick. Rick. 
Can you look at what Darren Wedlock said about his experience with a mermaid? Yes, sir. He says, I slept with a mermaid once I got crabs. Darren, <laughs> you are a master comedian, sir. We appreciate that so, so much. Um, <clears throat> to give to Those give weren't Eddie, crabs real quick. I just want to say that those were not crabs. Those were lobsters. Those were lobsters. You know, they were a little bit bigger than a crab. So, Darren, to, uh, yeah. Boil water. Oh, go ahead, Eddie. No, no, I was just telling. Boil water. Oh, so to go to go off of what Eddie was talking about there is that myself and Eddie uh, have two very different belief systems when it comes to the paranormal. His belief system is more or less he'll take your word for it, and my belief system is is you you had better show me some solid proof because your word your word and three dollars can buy you a pack of gum, you know. Um, and we would have these discussions because each week after the show, I would say, Eddie, what's our topic for next week? And Eddie would say, you know, insert topic here. And I'd say, really? And then I would do a week's wor uh, worth of research and I would write down in my booklet all the research on these topics. And before the show, Eddie would be like all smug. So what did you find? And I would say, well, Eddie, we'll talk about it on the air. And, uh, Landon's, Landon is posting. I think he found it. Is that the mermaid episode? Landon? I think that. I think that that's it. Link. Yeah, that's the link to the wow. show. Says. So that is way cool. Link. Everybody, you got to check this out. If if you want to see a funny show, go to this. Go to this link and watch wow. it. It's great. I'm surprised it's still up. Not right now, but later. Yeah, <laughs> watch show. this show yeah. first. Right now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Landon, for finding that. Um, Deborah Cottom, welcome, welcome, welcome. So many fresh new names that I have not got to meet. This is great. Um, but we had these arguments, and I would always say, listen, let's wait until the show, and we'll discuss it. In the way that I always set up the shows were the first 30 minutes 40 minutes of the show we were in our format at this point the first 30 to 40 minutes of the show was me uh doing some journalistic reporting and i was reporting on all of the evidence that i found in the last 20 or 10 minutes was the debate on are these things real did they happen or was it all completely false or fabricated or what are the beads of truth we can get out of these topics and that made the show so fun because that was all real emotion we really did disagree that much we really did. It, it was crazy. We fought like cats and dogs and like brothers, you know, on the, sh you know, off air and well, on air too, you know, but on uh, air too. yeah, it was crazy. In, in every episode, it would get a little bit deeper because every episode, Eddie would try to prove me wrong more. And I would try to show Eddie that there is absolutely no truth behind anything he's selling. And it became so fun because it almost became like verbal combat between the two of us. Where oh, it, well, I was. I remember those nights when I used to sit there. And I mean, it was I think that one time I almost wanted to insert that one. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, since all that, uh, we we had that show, and then we had another one on the Philadelphia Experiment as well. And that one, I think, is the oh, one that yeah. got kind of heated the most. The Philadelphia Experiment was my first time writing for the show. 
The Philadelphia Experience was my first time writing for the show. It was a topic that I knew nothing about. Real, real quick, Dylan, let's Go hold ahead. off real, real quick right there. Jump off air, come back on, and let's try and unfreeze your screen because you're frozen big time. You're frozen. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So we're going to keep continue with that as soon as Dylan pops off and uh, jumps back on. But, Rick, let's talk about old times, man. Let's talk about oh, some of the gosh. shows we used to have before you actually became a host on the show. Oh, man. Some of the things you guys did was, I mean, um, actually, it was, it was kind of like a first for me as far as seeing a live program with the people engaged as a topic and as a people. And then you had the chat and then you had an hour just didn't cover. It didn't uh, seem to give you guys enough time because it just got getting good when it was time to get off air sometimes. And a lot of the people are sitting there bannering back and forth with themselves, let alone you and Dylan. And I'm sitting there going, I'm liking this stuff. Do you think, <laughs> do you think Rick, that that kept you coming back? The fact that the hour format, it almost didn't seem like it was enough. Did that keep you coming back for more each week? Yeah, it did. It did because I, I started watching it mainly um first of all it was it was over the topics because i wanted to see what paranormal show with this was as far as what kind of topics i'd seen other paranormal shows and they were just stuck in a rut you know but you guys keep it juicy i mean <laughs> from werewolves to mermaids to ufos to uh witchcraft to whatever the ch topic was you guys kept it interesting and we and you always had a crowd enjoyment and even after the show there was discussion that i had with other people concerning your show i think that the dynamic at that time especially worked because that was after we had gone from doing a three-hour show with four hosts to doing a one-hour show with two or three and it just everything flowed so much easier for the hosts and the audience didn't even really notice that there was a change not really, and it, no. it also helped that eddie has been in this for 25 years i i had only been in this at that time for two and uh it was such a cool thing sonia evening to you as well thank you for joining um, hey, Sonia. Uh, Darren Wedlock has a question in the chat, too. I don't know if you guys have answered this, but he says, he says, has there ever been a topic you guys have done that actually changed your mind on things? Yes. Um, I would have to say, yeah. And actually, one time, uh, Dylan kind of changed my mind. And this was the Philadelphia experiment one on that where I was really soaking a lot of this up. But a lot of the things that Dylan found out on his research actually kind of like made me start thinking well maybe this wasn't maybe it really didn't happen or but then it had me thinking well maybe maybe it was just a lot of disinformation that got put out there or maybe the military's putting this out there to make people think there's just a bunch of disinformation so i mean yeah i mean there's there's topics that we've had that have uh, opened up my eyes a little bit more and made me well maybe not so so gullible you know you know, I can also I can also say that that as you guys went along and everything, that with people in the chat like Sonia, um, Landon, and everybody that was in the chat and everything, um, 
we were able to discuss without cussing sometimes some of the things that was going on because you guys kept it real. And I watched this because this was a paranormal show. You guys did bring up pertinent topics and had pertinent people. And it was uh, something that, um, well, people liked. Yeah, we uh, we did a lot of uh, shows where uh, it was more or less, you know, where I was more of a believer. Dylan was more of a not believer. And, you know, where we, we argued uh, different topics back and forth. Dylan presented uh, his research evidence that he found. I presented personal experience that I've had and, uh, you know, things of that nature. So, I mean, it, we... We had a good show that was kind of like well-rounded where, you know, if you didn't believe you could watch it, if you believed you could watch it, it was a really cool show the way we did it. And uh, looking, looking back at it, Eddie, do you think it hurt the show having the skeptic right? Mm -mm. No, not at all. Because think of how many skeptics will watch a show like this just for amusement. So I think, uh, I think skeptics, yeah, I think it's good to have a skeptic because it keeps things real. Um, where like me i'm real quick to jump to oh that's freaking cool you know uh how can we prove or disprove it okay well we had this this and this it's good enough and you're like well not quite we need a little bit more to go on you know what else can we do uh-huh. and and you know you kind of pushed it it's i first off want to say it's hard to believe we're already 30 minutes into the show it goes quick but- yeah, I'll tell you, yeah, man. It's been it a long time. I, 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 I haven't, uh, I haven't done this in a long time. Um, Eddie, read that Landon Wells last comment there, if you would, please. <laughs> Landon says, "It definitely was a sex Jesus show that did it for me." Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. I have an answer to that question. I have an answer <laughs> to Darren's question, and I don't know how many people will remember this. If anybody remembers the interview that I did with a woman named Maria Maladondo. Damn, he remembers yes, her name. Yeah. Th- that right. I believe I did say it right. That is the interview. That's the interview that I did where I said, you know what? Maybe there's something more. It's the only time it's ever happened in the history of the show. I had an interview with that lovely woman, and it's the only time where I said, you know what? I have answers for a lot of things. I don't have an answer for whatever she's dealing with. I, I got to admit, Dylan, that was the first time I ever saw you without an answer. You just kind of sat there looking dazed. A it's because bit. at the time, I mean, he didn't know really what to say. You know, he, he was kind of like almost stunned. I mean, we were all shocked. But like I said, I try and keep an open mind on things. And she was a guest on the show, you know, and I'm not, you know, and, and hosting the show. I don't sit there and, and tell, you know, a guest that they're full of shit or anything like that. But I mean. Granted, some of the things that she said really, you know, made you stretch to to try and keep, mm-hmm. you know, to keep that going. And I think Dylan at the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you kind of figured better quiet than open up your mouth at the time because there's no telling what was going to come out. Well, we're to, we're talking about two different shows, Eddie. Because you're talking about you're talking about the lady Landon's talking about. I'm talking about a completely. Different oh, okay, lady. okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and, and for your statement, you're 100% right. Uh, you know, it, myself and myself and several people have discussed that spiritual shows were never my thing. And that was one spiritual show particularly that I was I wasn't into. And for me, if if I if I'm not into a show, I just know that I don't feel right about doing it. 
And that's a show that I really wasn't confident in. Um, Maria Maladondo was a completely different lady. It was when I was hosting the show solo, and she was a lady who was who was affected throughout her life uh, by the paranormal. Oh, you're talking she, about the one with the uh, the uh, incubus? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, but that's the, that's the one time where I said, you know what, maybe there's something more to this. Uh, but I know to shift gears, I know that you wanted to get to the Philadelphia experiment, Eddie. Yeah, the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah, that, that was a that was a crazy show. That one I fought tooth and nail for uh, uh, with you online. Yeah. And, and I think yeah, that- Renee was fighting uh fighting for it as well but he he kind of started giving in a little bit quicker than i did uh you know against all your evidence that you were bringing up that was the first show that i had ever written for for us i had not i had not written before that program and it, it worked so well because i set it up chronologically and it was an hour show maybe that was a special was that a two hour eddie it might have been I feel like that because might have been we, a special. We were on a long time for that one, and we were reading the results of the polls at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, that particular show, and I, I think, think that one, Dylan, we were still on radio. We were doing radio. No, we. we I believe we were done at that point. Okay. I believe we were done at that point because uh, I hadn't started writing until we were off of radio. Um, but, but I had written for the Philadelphia experiment. It was something that I had never even heard of. And normally when Eddie would give me these topics, he would give me a little rundown. Eddie gave me absolutely nothing. He said, this is what it's called. Go find it. And I was like, okay. And so I dug into the science and I dug into the people. And this is one of those times I wish I had my booklet with me and it was lost and I have no idea where it is. But it had all that information in it of all of the people, Jessup, who was involved, Valentine, who was involved, all of these different people, all of these names and all of these figures and all of these events. And I remember we did the entire show and every 15 minutes I would give time for people to just digest what we had heard. We would take a quick break. We would discuss. And then at the end of the show, I had 10 minutes to debunk. And I did such a good job debunking it for the first time, Eddie, Renee, I think Miguel might've been there. Everybody was like, you know what? We think that we think that Dylan might've been right on this one. (laughs) (laughs) That was a hard one to to debate you on. I I have to admit, you know, I had a hard time on that one and and I'm pretty savvy, but that, that one I have to admit was uh, pretty tough. I think a lot of it was that I came out of the gate swinging as far as it was my first time writing for the show. We had never had a writer on the show before and I needed to make it good and I needed to do the best job that I could because I didn't want anybody who was watching or any of the hosts to be able to say, Oh, well he just phoned it in or, Oh, he just, he just showed us his side and didn't show us the other side. I spent an hour discussing your guys' side and all it took me was 10 minutes. I mean, that was just how that show was. It's how it worked out. Dude. I mean, you, you, you totally blew it. I mean, you killed it for me. I, I was so happy with the Philadelphia experiment that this could have happened. And at the very end, you had me doubting myself. And I was like, this sucks. You know, I was really <laughs> liking the, the topic. And all of a sudden, I was like, 
I was bummed. I was like, man, I was like, you know, this may have not happened, you know, quite the way they were saying it or at all for that matter. And, and the thing is, is like we've we've never had a show since where it was that definitive of a of a of a change. Yeah, it was it was back. It's, but see, there was a lot. You found a lot of good uh, a lot of good uh, evidence against it that was actually available, where you know it was uh, pretty much debunked throughout all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you know? I, I mean, the the fact that the ship was like it's the fact that the ship was like discontinued and then it ended up in like playboy magazine and then it was destroyed in the nineties or whatever. I mean, like that really didn't help your guys's case. Cause those were all things that had visual context. Yeah. You know, and, you and could, what got me thinking about that today was I, I today I actually watched a, a show or it was a movie where a battleship, a, a, an aircraft carrier, the Nimitz, had hit a time warp and went back in time to 19, December 1941 and found itself in the Pacific where the Japanese were on their way to attack Pearl Harbor. And Oh, yeah. And, That's a good show. Yeah, and I started thinking about that. And I thought, oh, cool. And then I thought, started thinking, That's the show. That, that reminds me of the show. And I'm watching this thing and I'm like, that is so freaking awesome. If something like that really happened and we had F-14 Tomcats going after these Zeros, I mean... What a freaking spectacular, you know, dogfight that would be, you know, with missiles from 100 miles wiping them out. And they wouldn't even know what where the shit was coming from. And, uh, you know, just the thought of, you know, everybody that had seen these aircraft and, you know, the and the technology would have been just amazing if that fight would have actually taken place and something like that would have actually happened. Is there a show, Eddie, that you wish, looking at the heyday, looking at when I was still on the show doing research, we still had the all-star panel. Is there a show that you wish we would have done that we never did? I'm, I'm thinking about that, and I think we pretty much covered all the all the juicy ones that were out I there. I have two. See, I have two that we never did. Which ones? Well, I'll, I'll wait. I, I have to ask the same question to Rick, and then well, I'll give my answer. Well, I want I want to ask Rick what his most memorable show was before we get into what he wishes he could have seen. What's your most memorable show, Rick, out of all the shows that we've done, past, present, and we're, what we're planning? What What do you think? What's your most what, What's your best? The best show you could think of that we did that was the most fun and most interesting. I think the mo- the best show that that all of us did at, at one point was the debate, and it was a debate too, as to the reality of what is paranormal. I can't remember what show that was, the name of it, but. Landon, you're our, you're um, our private eye, look for it. Yeah, I think, or is that the one where we were talking about UFOs and I blew smoke and then threw something up? Is that the one you're talking about, yeah, Rick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that show. It's exactly what he's describing. Eddie. What were you we going to put on? About, did you ever put on your uh, tinfoil hat? I don't remember if you ever did or not. No, I never no, put on my tinfoil no, hat. I was waiting on that too. <laughs> I, never, I never got the opportunity to put on my tinfoil hat. Um, that was a great bit that I wanted to do. That was almost better than Troll Spray. That's a call. Troll Spray rock, dude. That was great. Yeah. You have to give me credit for my comedic timing back in the day because no one else would have thought of that. 
Dude, that I, I got to say, troll spray was awesome. So I, I'll, I'll explain this super quick and then I'll continue. So when we were on radio, we used to have to play ads for the other shows. And one of the ads that these people were running was for this fictitious spray called troll spray. And it was about people who don't think the same way as you and how you don't want them watching anyway. Well, me and Eddie wanted everybody watching, but during these commercial breaks, we had to entertain ourselves. And I had a thing, a lens cleaner next to me. And while the commercial's playing, I just started spraying up in the air and everybody was laughing. And then the next week, the same commercial, and I write on the bottle, Truel Spray, that I start spraying it. We would just do these things during the break to get a kick out of ourselves. You know, we'd come back laughing. It was great. The good old days, I Eddie. Yeah, I was I was looking on here hoping I could find troll spray, but <sighs> what uh, a shame. So, Rick, uh, what's a show that you wish we could have done back in the heyday, or that you wish you could do in the future that you haven't done yet? I think the show that I really um, would like for everybody to do would be something like you guys did it that Alamo only have a time sequence to where you have the experiments going on, but at the same time, get the paranormal uh, evidence. Do you see what I'm saying here? As far as, I mean, being able to link together with everybody and have a time of not only the paranormal evidence, but also the paranormal um, experiments that we're doing. Yeah, you wish that while the hosts were hosting in the background, there were experiments happening live time that the audience could view along with. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, so um, we can sit there and actually go to that experiment and have somebody explain as far as what is going on, what is transpiring at that moment. Now, real quick, Darren Wedlock says, would love to see you guys do a show on interdimensional portals. We kind of did that a little bit when we were talking about... Uh, uh, Skinwalker Ranch. We we also yes. did that twice yes. with Randy J. Cool. Yep. Randy J. Cool's Randy I, J. Yeah. Cool actually we went very deep into interdimensional travel and portals with Randy J. Cool. So if you guys have never checked those episodes out, um all of them are gold. Landon. Every episode we did was gold with Randy. And um he has a great experience that involves what he believes is an interdimensional portal that, that he had a great story on that one he had a great he had a great story he, he's uh one of my favorite guests yeah randy randy had a great story on that one you know i haven't heard from randy in a while as a matter of fact i hope he's doing well randy if you watch the show or happen to look on it you know give us a holler you know uh keep us in touch so we know that you're doing okay the um, last i heard he's doing pretty well well that's good um Darren says, "Oh yeah, I must look that one up." Yeah, you should. That that's that's a good show that uh, uh Dylan and him did. Travis Smith is on. He says, "Hello, Mr. Rick, Mr. Eddie, y'all are the best. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it." And we've got Dylan Holiday on here. Travis, he's a a host from uh, the past, last from the past, and we're going over old shows and things that we talked about behind the scenes stuff. So I will, uh, we've been jumping all around and that's part of me being just as rusty as all hell, but the episodes that I wish we could have done that we never got to do, we never got to do the battle over Los Angeles when the military started shooting at what they called a weather balloon yeah. that was just taking shots and we never did a show on the Phoenix lights. And you, you know, you realize there were a few people that were killed from falling yeah. debris from, uh, from that, shrapnel, uh, yeah. from right. shrapnel from, from that one. <laughs> 
those those are two shows that we never did we never did the phoenix lights we had talked about both events we had never done standalone shows on either yeah that's very true and uh travis says hey dylan howdy sir thank you for joining us tonight um yeah those those were those would be my two i mean we did just about everything you could do in in all sorts of forms we did cryptids we did extraterrestrial we did spirits um i mean we did rendlesham we did uh roswell we did uh not only that but we did psychics and uh yeah, we've, your, your we've had psychics we've had that? We, we've had possessed clown dolls yeah we had we had your shoe that had a, a something wrong with it a hole in it oh, or something god don't you bring know. those shows and, and i gotta tell you even though even though dylan was all skeptic on this one when the when the guy said you got your i forget what shoe it was this that and the other's wrong with it dylan had that face like you know deer in the headlights look like but now that i think about it though sure i feel like and he did he had something wrong with his shoe but now that i think about it though eddie i think that most working class blue collar people probably have a hole in their shoe i don't you know well, all right, Eddie. You know, being bougie over here. You know, and I and, just, and I and I and I I I work in the in on the you know as a cop. I work on my on my property. I work with horses. But I'm out. You don't have you don't have any ratty pairs of shoes that maybe have holes or have no. some issues. I got some ratty shoes, but they don't even have holes. Well, listen. I think we're stretching, but all right, I understand. I'll I'll give you that victory if that's what you want, Eddie. It's no, been a I want that ups. victory. Damn it. Okay, listen it's the only victory you'll ever get um, <laughs> Kurt, hey uh darren says kurt uh kurt russell, russell was yes. a witness to the phoenix lights he should get him on or you know that would be cool uh one of the other uh people i'm trying to get on also uh is uh oh god did i just space his name i did i spaced his name i'll, I'll think about it here in a minute but yeah so yeah, there, there's another one that I want to get on, but it, yeah, it's a uh, and oh, and and the other one I want to get on, by the way, is also Dan Aykroyd. I really, really want. Oh him boy, on. good luck with that. Yeah, oh, I know. Wow. But, but he, but he is a serious, serious UFO believer. Yeah. And and he he will, he, I mean, he'll literally talk you into the dirt on UFOs. Well, he had a show shut down based off of what he thought were the Men in Black. He has a lot of interesting stories like that. Um. I really like the review of the Hellier show. I think you should do more with movies slash TV shows. You know, Landon, I thought that that was a great show that we did. And a lot of it had to do with it was very little prep, but it was such a big payoff. People really like followed along with the, that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. And, uh, and, and one of the things that we're working on as well is, uh, bringing up the deadly dogmen again uh dylan we're working on actually getting that show and we're real close to, to starting to uh, film for it so it may not be too much longer and we'll actually have something coming on with the deadly dogmen discussing uh you know lycanthropes werewolves and, and werewolf yeah. stories that people have so that's going to be pretty interesting as well uh Lennon says yeah what's cool about that is that the viewers can get invested uh darren wedlock also says that dan Aykroyd would be great i agree with that i think that there are certain there are certain celebrity interviews that would be great um i think dan Aykroyd, of course is one that's right up the alley of the paranormal i mean but these are people that it's impossible to you know get to they are especially but- on this scale they are but you know what too, it, as far as i mean like you're talking about guests and everything what dylan and eddie 
is the most memorable guest that's not professional, but say like on our, our level, okay, that you've ever had. I've got a couple in mind myself, but I, I'm wondering what some of the guests are that you have a very good that that thing. Go ahead, Dylan. When you Dylan. say memorable, do you mean it a good way or just a memorable Memorable. Way? One that sticks out in your mind. <laughs> go ahead, Eddie. No, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear yours because I have a feeling I know who it is. Go for it. Robert Vandenberg. Yep. Number one. <laughs> number one. Number one. Um, listen, those shows were hey. good for us. Hey, that was a good alien octopus he talked about. Those were those shows were good for us. Moving on. Eddie, go ahead. Oh, you're not familiar with that story, Rick? Rick. Uh, no. Oh, no. I did oh, wait, wait, wait. The, Landon. 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 On. Jump on there. Find Vandenbroek's story of his alien octopus creature. You got to find I, it. It's going to be hard for him to find. It's like three separate parts. Oh, I, I, Landon will find it. Okay. Um, yeah, it w- that that show was good for us, but man, did it hurt. Go ahead, Eddie. Who's yours? <laughs> that that was mine. Actually, yours but, too. but I knew it was yours too because that was the most memorable. Because you know. We were talking with him, and and the guy is—he's got some phenomenal photos. He's got—I mean—he takes these psychic photos of of spirits, and he had one of Elvis, which was really cool. But you know, uh, it was—he uh, had all these great photographs of, of spirits and spirit energies, and he would tell you things that you know he, that that he would pick up from these spirits that were kind of like pretty accurate. And so then when he came up with this alien being. that he ran into and he actually had evidence had evidence rick it It was in his freezer eddie Eddie, do you still edit out swear words huh do you edit out swear words no not anymore all right this fucking guy had frozen (laughs) tentacles that's what he had it was an octopus you're gonna you got my attention. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll make this as quick as possible. We get a tip from this guy. Basically, he says, I manifest things. Robert Vandenbrook is the name, Landon. Robert um, Vandenbrook. He says, I manifest things. We ask, what do you manifest? He says, if I'm holding a camera, if I'm holding a phone and I'm taking pictures, the Mother Mary will manifest in the pictures. If I'm in a field crop circles will manifest around me and he tells us he says one night i was sleeping and something compelled me to get up and go into the field and in the field stood two aliens and these two aliens told me that i was the chosen one i'm the one that's going to tell the world that aliens exist and then he said interdimensionally two portals opened up and they flew away into these portals but behind them they left their tentacles and he picked up their tentacles put them into baggies them he then took them to a scientific lab to have them tested and analyzed what analyzed yeah thank you when the information came back it came back 100 octopus all right that's 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 the gist of it the second time he came onto our show he had all sorts of hickeys on his face i don't know what was happening (laughs) but hey you gotta admit the story was good Oh, the story was great. I, I will see the other thing though is like we weren't really talking to him the whole time. We were talking to his 
assistant no we were talking to like his assistant or his friend there was some other guy and and robert was always every time he did our show he did our show two or three times he was he was two hours late every time so we talked to him for like 10 minutes a show we were just talking to the other guy the entire show and um that that is definitely the most memorable maybe not for the right way but certainly memorable i have to say i was really looking forward to the completed report on those tentacles we got it i know i know i was looking forward to that and i was like man yeah this is great what if it's not an octopus what if it's not a squid or or something like that you know what if what if it's something really cool and you know just never happened i mean and it was kind of disappointing um landon found the link everybody if you want to go back and check out that show Oh my God. What's weird about that one is when he came on the second or third time, I don't remember. It's been forever. We've done how many shows he had all those marks on his face and he just looked tired and run down. And it was like, man, he really believed in the gimmick. Uh, (laughs) Darren says, is it any less crazy to take a bag of shit in for analysis because it might belong to a Bigfoot? poor lab people and from you're, you know what you're right though poor lab yeah. people because he was on these people's ass from, from what well, his assistant his, was telling us well no his buddy his buddy paid for all that yeah his buddy paid for all that you know that was a lot of money he paid for that for those analysis because he believed he believed that robert was yes true you know and and, and you know hey maybe he was and they just you know aliens were just kind of fucking with him and just left him a bunch of tentacles to test you know here go look at this check this out i mean you never know i mean it could you're, right. you're, you're right you never know and uh, you know it, it, the show was it was it, it turned out all right we made a show out of it you know we've had we had fun and we made a show out of it what more could you ask for one Rick, show i remember guys that you guys did and it was, uh, in fact, we, we all did. I'll never forget that show that we did with the cult leaders and the cults and things like that and all the topics and all the people that some of those cults we'd, I'd never heard of, actually. And yet they all come out in that show. And a lot of people had a lot of good feedback on that as far as on the cultism. Was this after my time? No. No? Uh-uh. I don't, I don't remember the show. You were you were there. Yeah. I probably did the research, which makes it worse. I don't remember yeah. that show. You, you know, did. I think you did a little bit yeah. of research. And, and then and then we had the other guy. I forget what his name is. He he owns that house over there in California near the all all the uh, the uh, Manson oh. murders across yeah, the street the, from the, the Manson murder Bianca. house. Oh, Date LaBianca. Yeah. No, so that yeah. was that episode was a week before I debuted. No, there was there was yeah. another there was another that wasn't his name. Give me his name again. What you said? No, the where the Tate LaBianca murders happened. Right, right, that one. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a week before I came. And, on the and I have to tell you, see, Ghost Adventures went there, and he was extremely dissatisfied with Ghost Adventures. And uh, I, I, I mean, he was so dissatisfied. I can't even tell you what he was calling Zach Baggins. He had a he had a potty mouth from the stories I was told. Well, especially the mo- the more he uh, indulged in his own spirits, yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah, was, that was and yeah. that was when you guys were still editing too, because we were still yeah. on three hours. It was a week before I came on. Oh man! You know, 
Eddie, I know we're running we're running short here, but I think we have to talk about my first show. Yeah, well we we got uh eleven minutes. Eleven minutes. Do you do you remember the the first interview you made me do? Kinda, but not really. It was when we had the past life regression guy on. Oh yeah. So Eddie, Eddie and I, you know, we had kept in contact. We were buddies. And Eddie said, hey, you should come do this paranormal show because I had been watching the Paranormal Analytical web, web series. He says, you should come on, help us host. You'll be a third mic. You'll be, you know, you'll be the funny one. You'll have fun with it. It'll be great. You're young. You don't know about it. Um, that's terrible what happened to that poor girl. Yeah, uh, the, the Tate LaBianca stuff is just graphic. Um, but we 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 went on the air and i'm my first time ever being on the air we're interviewing this doctor who who's like a therapist he does past life regression stuff and he said some of the craziest shit i have ever heard in my life and eddie i think after that show you realized how good i was at keeping face and that if i could do that show i could do any show well on that first show that we did it was strictly audio we could see each other. Yeah. Remember, it was on Skype. Yeah, but it was just an but audio. it was it was audio because it was radio. Yeah, that show was so. Even now, it's now, strange. Now, when, back. when we would go and and we do our uh, troll spray commercials and stuff like that, and cut up behind the scenes. Now that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, that was old. That was the. I loved the bits because when I came on, I was a third mic. I was just there for comedic relief. I mean, that really was my role. I wasn't a host. I wasn't a co-host. I was just there to make funnies and bust balls. And uh, it was it was probably three or four months before I stepped into any type of legitimate role. I got to just have fun for the first three or four months being on the show. And then it got serious. Well, then it was getting your feet wet. Yeah. Then it was I, I left the, 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 the bits behind and kind of took more of a serious role and i mean we really we all worked so well together myself renee you miguel we all worked so well together because we all are so different in what we believe in and how we believe in it that it works so well because the debates were real they were real there was no fake or, or acting on those debates i'm telling you and I think, you know, the best debates were obviously the off-air debates because those were the times we held nothing back. We held back a lot on air. Please give Dan Aykroyd and Kurt Russell a shot. The worst they can do is say no. If you guys get Kurt Russell, I'm doing the show. I'll come back. <laughs> I'll come back for that show. He's my favorite actor of all time. Um, But, yeah, like the debates we had off-air, Eddie, which you and I had the most we were very we'd call vocal. each other on the phone to argue and bitch we'd talk we would yell at each other for six hours we'd yell at each other for six hours then get on the phone the next day like nothing happened because mm -hmm. we, we really would it was just water off of our back we we never kept those those feelings but we would we would just scream at each other it was great we had a it lot was. of fun with it um but Rick. it's been good to to reminisce yep rick what else can you tell us about some of your favorite shows the one that i i, I remember I, I got a lot of comments and back feed uh, was uh about the death 
we sat there and did one show that one time about uh, the the belief in death, how would it consume people, how it involved people, how uh, we reacted to it. And um, there was a lot of answers that was left unanswered by a lot of people when when that show was over mm-hmm. because they the, you di- we just couldn't get a straight across the board type of commitment as to a belief in what what transpires after death right and i think one of my other favorite shows is when we were talking about thinking outside the box when doing paranormal investigations oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know i think uh if more people would do that there'd be a lot more answers uh, to questions that people would have uh, if we thought outside the box more while conducting investigations and and bringing that evidence forward to, and sharing it with everybody. I think my favorite episode was when we talked about the importance of skeptics in the paranormal and how you shouldn't shut people who don't necessarily believe out just because they have a different opinion. It doesn't mean that they're not interested. It just means they can assist the investigation in different ways. And the paranormal world is a very niche world, and it's a very difficult world to get into. You know, people protect it. It's very protected. And, uh, you know, you guys never made me feel unwelcome as a skeptic. It was it was that's what I liked about our shows was the fact that we could be objective. We could be ourselves there, there wasn't any one-sidedness. There might be debate, there might be argument, but at the same time, everybody had their say. Absolutely. And it, was in such a, it was in such a way that when you walked away from the table, you felt good about what was said. The thing is, is nobody took more shit than me, you know, on the show. I well, would love to feed that to you. I mean, it was just, that's just the way but, it was. But I, the thing is, is, it wasn't just from people on air. It was people off air already, which made it so great because in a sense, I got to play a villain role. Like at that point, I got to do bits again because I was just a villain again. And real quick, uh, Darren says, uh, Rick did one recently about angels, which was awesome. Love that show. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was not too long ago, Eddie. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to our Bigfoot this coming uh this this next uh paranormal show that's going to be an interesting story i really want to hear his uh take on uh his sighting of bigfoot and what got him interested in all this and he's a i believe he was a he's an ex-army ranger and uh he became a bigfoot hunter after that incident and he's definitely sticking to his guns on on everything about bigfoot and what he sees and feels and what he's seen as well um now Real quick, I think we're about out of time. Let's go ahead and start off with uh, closing statements. Uh, Dylan, we'll start off with you since you're our guest on here tonight. You know, everybody, it's been great to be back and talk to you for uh, for this hour. I appreciate everybody who tuned in, everyone who commented, and uh, thank you guys for wel- welcoming me back with open arms for this uh, episode. Take care. Rick. Uh, good to see you again, my sir, Dylan. Thank you for joining us and everything. I really enjoyed you having you on. And um, it's good. It's good that we can sit there and, and uh, reminisce like this because this is what brings people together in the paranormal world is our sharing. And that's what we try to do every time we're on the show is share something that is pertinent, that is relevant. And then sometimes people think we're off the wall. But that's okay, because we just might be. 
Absolutely, Rick. And I got to tell everybody, man, I, I really love you guys. Thank you so much for uh, jumping on here and joining us on tonight's show. Uh, we look forward to having you every weekend. Next weekend's going to be really cool as well. And we'll, we'll be talking about uh, Bigfoot and cryptids. But it was good tonight to be able to sit there and reminisce and go back on some of our old shows and give some of that behind the scenes type information that a lot of people never get to hear about. But I mean, Dylan, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I know it was last minute, but it's always good to see your face on here, man. It brings back old memories, and it's good to think about the times we used to feed you all that good shit. (laughs) uh, Thank you to Sonia and Darren. I I appreciate those words so much. Sonia says, miss seeing you around, Dylan. And then we got uh, Darren says, nice show, guys. Thanks to everybody. We love you guys. Please share the show. We appreciate it. Share it on your page. Let's get a paranormal analytical out there so we can even get more guests on here. Thank you so much, everybody. And once again, uh, good night from Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with Rick Warren and Dylan Holiday. Good night. Good night, gentlemen.